Are you a yes and kind of person? Someone who, when someone invites you to do something a little bit wild, you're like, yes, and why don't we do this other wild thing too? (laughs) So I'm so excited about today's episode because it was a yes and moment for me. Today's guest sent me an email and asked me if I would be willing to share one of my dreams with her because she uses dreams as a way to help people locate their purpose. It's truly amazing. I welcome the extraordinary Karen Floyd. She's an international best-selling author. She's a transformational coach, and she empowers women to reinvent themselves and find purpose during life's transitions. And like I said, one of the ways that she does this is through dreams. We're going to talk about something called mind-heart coherence, and we discuss the imaginative insight that comes from our dreams. Karen shares her expertise in deciphering messages that our dreams carry. Discover how to set goals with intention, ask the right questions, and embark on a journey of self-discovery. Y'all, Karen walks me through a profound dream exercise. It was such a powerful experience, and I'm so excited to share it with you all. Don't miss out on this transformative episode with Karen Floyd. Let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGee. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Hi all, if you have been feeling like it is time to reinvent yourself or you just need a fresh start, today's guest is for you. I'm so, so, so excited to welcome Karen Floyd. Karen is an international best-selling author and transformational coach who empowers women to restart their lives or their careers and reinvent themselves, which is such amazing work. And she focuses on doing that when they've experienced a change in circumstances. So I know those moments in life when we're in transition, like how do we how do we move through those well? And how do we use those as an opportunity to perhaps reinvent ourselves? It's so important. So welcome, Karen. I'm so glad that you're here. Hi, Danielle. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. So before we jump into things, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like what's your story? How did you find yourself doing what you're doing? Okay, I'll keep this part really short. So my name's Karen. I'm from Liverpool in the UK, and I work as a transformational coach, as you said, working with women specifically. And I have a very eclectic career. It spans more than 25 years, a a kind of corporate career. I founded a public relations agency in 2008. I came to coaching about four or five years ago. And during that time, I've gone on to gain the professional credentials. And then I decided to focus on what I'm doing now after my life changed dramatically. I'm no stranger to change and life-changing circumstances. I've lived in different countries, changed careers, I'm divorced, I've changed relationships, etc. But then 
more recently in my life, I got to the stage where, so just to give some context, I don't have any children. I know you um, have a lot of mums who are listeners, but I personally don't have any children. But congratulations to you all. I know that's a huge job. And nor do I have any brothers and sisters. And then I got to the stage where my mum passed away, my dad passed away, and I came out of an almost 10-year relationship with my life and business partner. And I suddenly found myself feeling completely alone, lost and stuck. And previously, I'd kind of always just fallen on my feet, landed in the next thing. And, you know, it was all kind of just haphazard, quite frankly. But now at the ripe old age of 50, I decided that I couldn't leave things to chance, that I had to be more intentional about the next phase of my life, reinventing myself and starting going up. So I decided to lock myself away for a few weeks and draw from all the personal and spiritual training that I've had also for about the past 25 years. And I literally took from the best that I've experienced during those 25 years from learning and teaching. And I put it all together, literally put myself through a program. And I remember thinking there must be more women who feel like me at some stage in their lives. Even if it's not a life-changing event, it's just a small change. It can produce a lot of anxiety. A lot of people have a fear and change. So I decided that, you know, those are the people I want to help. I want to bring all these tools together that have really helped me transform very quickly. And I want to share that. And so that's why I'm here today. That's wonderful. I think it's really interesting the way that as we age, you, you know, we have moments sometimes that happen. And other times I think it's a little bit gradual. But like, I do think that sometimes there's like a catalytic moment that makes us aware, oh, I haven't been living that intentionally and I can't leave this to chance anymore. So I think that's so important. And and wow, like it sounds like you really did go through, I mean, to lose both of your parents and then go through a divorce, that's a, that's a really challenging shift in life. And to be able to draw on some tools that really help you navigate that transition is so important and how fortunate you were that you had those tools available to you. So I know that one of the things that you teach about is mind, heart, coherence, and finding purpose and achieving alignment. And when we're going through those big life transitions, like you just mentioned, and we're reinventing ourselves, finding purpose is so important, but it's it's not always a really easy process to, to figure that out and to figure it out clearly. And so can you tell us a little bit, you know, about what First of all, like, what do you mean by mind-heart coherence and what is its role in finding purpose? Okay. Before I do that, I just want to say I haven't just got divorced. I was actually divorced a long time ago, but this separation felt like another divorce, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So the heart-mind, for me, that's about not just focusing on what the, the ego says would be good for you. So, for example, I was having thoughts such a or, you know, rather maybe I should look for a job in this, maybe I should do this, but at the same time I felt, no, that's not really me, that's not really what I want to do. And a good way I find to get in touch with ourselves on a much deeper level is via the heart-mind coherence. So this is like a very simple technique and it could begin with something like putting the hand on the heart, closing the eyes, dropping into the heart space and breathing intentionally through the heart, use the heart to breathe in and out, focus on something positive, 
It could be a furry friend, an animal, it could be a place, it could be the last time that you felt a moment of joy. So focus on that moment of joy, that happy place, breathing in and out through the heart, and then just release that. That very quickly centers us. It certainly helps me feel more grounded very quickly if I feel off-center. And then from that space, how I like to work with this is using the imagination. It's well documented that the you know the mind and the brain, uh, the brain and the body can't tell the difference between what we imagine and what we actually experience. And using the imagination gets real results fast. So I find this a very powerful technique. So what I like to do is consider all different possibilities that exist for me. And then using the imagination after having acquired that heart, mind, coherence, to use the imagination to put myself in those different scenarios and to engage all of the senses and to live them in the imagination, focusing more precisely on how it feels. And in fact, just yesterday, I, I did this with a client who's facing a major life change, not sure what to do next. And we did this exercise yesterday. And after doing the exercise, she found that something she she thought that wasn't going to work for her actually was her preference when she went through this exercise and she gained a lot of clarity fast. So I find that that's a really good way to find clarity fast. And it might be something that you need to repeat on a regular basis, but I I find that that works brilliantly. I love that. And so one of, one of the things that I do in my full-time job is I run a theater. And so I'm such a big fan of using our imaginations and how do we, you know, in my coaching work, I love this because it is, how do you use your imagination to really envision what your life could like and to explore those possibilities? And I love that you mentioned too, that to invite all of your senses into that, because I find that particularly in busy culture, we're so dissociated from our bodies and we forget that like, oh, this is an experience that, you know, I, you know, I always am in my head. Right. Yeah. How do I get out of my head or stay in my head, but also invite my other senses to be a part of that? And so I, I really, really love that. So one of the things that I really noticed, and I know this connects to your work as well, is that when I'm going through a really stressful experience, I will sometimes have incredibly vivid dreams. And so especially like I'm thinking when I actually I'm getting ready to direct a show or something like that, or if I'm just really busy. Sometimes all of a sudden I'll start having these incredibly vivid dreams. And I know that you do a lot of work with dreams and imagination and insights and clarity. And I was wondering if you could tell me just a little bit more about this. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. I'd love to. Dreams are considered by the ends to be messages from God, messages from the soul. And so it pays to pay attention to them. It's an untapped resource of information, insight, creativity, healing even. And um, I'm a certified active dreaming teacher. And active dreaming is an original synthesis of shamanism and modern dream work, which was compiled by the world's best dream shaman, a guy called Robert Moss. Please check him out. He's written about, I don't know, 10 plus books on the topic. He is awesome. So I actually could share with you, Danielle, if you wish, a fun, simple technique that's designed to get more insight from dreams. The philosophy is that only the dreamer can interpret the dream, that nobody else can tell you what your dreams mean because they're so personal. The symbology, et cetera, it's so, so very personal. 
And this technique is called the lightning dream work process, but it can actually be applied to any life situation. So if a friend comes and says, oh, I'm in this situation, they can tell you the situation. And rather than saying, well, you should do this. Well, you should do that. It's a much more gentle way to provide additional insight. So we can use the dreams and any life situation. Would you like to try it? I would love it. I would love it. Okay. I won't say I, I, I was a little bummed. I was hoping I could just have you interpret my dreams, but it sounds like uh, I have to interpret my own dreams. Well, let's see how it goes. You let's might get some good insight. Okay. So it's called the Lightning Dream White Press, and there are several stages to it, and we'll go through it step by step. So we begin. Do you have a dream in mind that you would like more information about, more clarity? Yeah. So, okay, before we start, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Danielle. The first stage is. To give a title to the dream. I would call it conversations with grandma. Conversations with grandma. Okay. And now, Danielle, I invite you to tell this dream using the present tense only, please. Okay. So we are sitting, is that present tense? We're sitting in my grandmother's living room and I am sitting on the floor and she is sitting in her rocking chair and I'm kind of leaning up against the couch. The fireplace is on. It is a cold winter day and she has a book open and I'm just sitting there talking with her. I don't know if I remember what we're talking about. I think that I'm asking her about her life and she is holding a book that is a, a memory book that is helping her. It's about writing your life autobiography and I'm asking her questions about her life and she is telling me about being a teacher and what it was like to be a mother in the 1950s and raising children. And and I'm listening. I'm just kind of soaking it up. How's that? Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. I would just like to say that one of the easiest ways for the departed to reach the living is by dreams. Yeah. I've always felt that. I've always felt like when I have these dreams that they're I feel like it's a gift from God that I get to have a conversation, another interaction with someone that I love and miss. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel the same. Okay. So once again, thank you very much for sharing. Okay. Now my first question is, how did you feel outside of the dream? So that could mean when you wake up or whatever it might be. So how did you feel outside of the dream? I remember waking up and just feeling like really grateful. Like I did feel like I got a gift of enough more time with my with my grandma. Beautiful. Anything else? I I do think as time went on, it did make me, you know, miss her. I think when I first woke up, I don't remember there being sadness, but I do think as I woke up and it's the dream sort of settled, I remember feeling like a little sad that I could feel the distance between us again. Okay. Okay. And this is a, we always ask the same questions in this process. So the next question is, is there anything or what do you recognize from this dream that's happened in previous dreams or from ordinary life? So I, I do know that my grandma and I, so my grandma lived across the street from me growing up and we did spend a lot of time in those positions and so that makes a lot of sense to me that I would have a dream and that we'd be in a place that we were frequently um, in when she was living and we were interacting with each other. I have had qu- 
quite a few dreams where whether it's like a pet that has passed away or another family member or someone that I'm close to, a friend has sort of visited me in our dreams. And oftentimes we're having conversations. Like we're not always doing something. It's usually talk based. Okay. And the next question is, could any of this happen in the future? I could imagine myself having similar conversations with my parents who are aging themselves now and or even my children having similar conversations with me. Yeah. Okay. And the final question for now is, what would you like to know about this dream, Danielle? It's interesting. As you asked me that last question, I realized, oh, you know, maybe one of the reasons I'm revisiting my grandma is that it's kind of a reminder that I need to take that time with my parents. You know, my parents are in their late 60s and their health is pretty good. But like, you know, you definitely notice that, you know, they move differently. And I know that my time with them is probably somewhat limited. I just don't know. And so that with my grandma, I was very aware that I needed to take that time and have those conversations. And maybe this is a reminder that I need to create that same sort of space with my own parents while I have the opportunity to have this conversation. Okay. Wow. So now we switch to something called if it were my dream or if it were my situation, if we were dealing with the situation. So Danielle, if this were my dream and I'm there with my grandmother and she has a book that is about her life story, I would ask myself, am I being encouraged to write that book and get it out there? I also ask myself, because of the very nurturing, comforting, familiar, safe environment, do I need to provide more of that for myself or other family members in some way? Have I been missing that? Because now I'm finding this, well, first of all, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in that situation. I'm finding it very comforting and familiar. Do I need to provide more comfort in some way in my life for myself or those around me? I would also ask myself, what qualities does my grandmother have that also exist in me and are being reflected to me right now in the presence of her in the dream? And how can I almost put those qualities and maybe it's via the book that she's reading to me? I'm going to start crying now. And we don't know it's beautiful, it's powerful like activity. And everything that you all sort of said, and is there anything else I would say about that? I would also remember that, you know, my grandmother knows how to reach me in a dream. So it's actually very easy for me to reach her anytime in the dream state. All I need to do before I go to sleep or throughout the day is to say, Grandma, visit me in my dreams tonight. Grandma, come and see me in my dreams tonight. Grandma, can't wait to see you in my dreams tonight. Or Grandma, what message do you have for me in my dreams tonight? Can you give me more clarity about this book or whatever it might be? Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, like how powerful to just give myself permission to invite that into my dreams and that I I can ask for that and that I might receive that it is really powerful. Thank you. What a wonderful activity and what a gift that I just received getting to have you do that with me. So let's say. We've done mind heart work. We've used our dreams. Yeah, I haven't finished yet. Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. 
Okay, so from what I said, if it were my dream, that the next stage is for you to say what resonated with you, if anything. Ooh, I mean, a lot did. I think one, I hadn't thought about the dream being an invitation for me to tell my own story. And there are ways that I've felt called to share myself with other people in a new way. In fact, like this podcast is definitely an iteration of that, if you will. And so the idea that maybe I'm also being called to write my story or to share my story in other ways really is resonating with me. And I felt that particularly strongly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the next question is, as a result of the process we've just gone through, what action, if any, will you take? I think the first thing that I will do is I will begin to sort of practice inviting my grandmother back to my dreams and maybe um, some other people and even a pet, you know, into into my dreams. I love the idea of creating that as a part of my evening routine to sort of invite dreams. The other thing that I think that I will practice is just giving myself permission to imagine what a book would be that I would write. And I think that I'm going to start collecting some ideas and just pay attention and start taking note of the book that maybe is inside of me. Fantastic. Awesome. And now the very last step is I invite you to create a bumper sticker that now embodies the energy of this dream for you. What would the bumper sticker say? Our stories matter. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's the lightning dream word process. Thank you so much. Wow. That is a really cool process. Really powerful. And especially because in succinct, you know, it didn't take as much time to move through it. And yet, like, I feel like I'm walking away with some really clear insights. So thank you. Thank you so much. So let's say we've done this mind heart work. Let's say that we've used our dreams and our imagination and we're really starting to understand our purpose. We've gained some clarity, insight and clarity and some insight into what our goals should be, what are some questions that we should be asking ourselves after we set a goal? Yeah, that's a great question as well. The first question for me needs to be why. Why Why is this important? Why do I want to do this? Why does it matter? I actually have got a list of about 10 questions in my head. The second question I would ask is how am I approaching this? Because I believe the energy with which we approach something and if we're about to embark upon something new influences the outcome majorly. So any negative, any negative self-talk, any doubts, you know, that can really hinder a successful outcome. So I feel it's very important to ask ourselves, how am I approaching this and be sure that we're approaching it, whatever it is, in the best way possible to assure a great outcome. Then I like to ask myself, what will success look like regarding this thing that I'm doing? How will I measure it even if I want to? Then I would ask, how will I benefit from this? And then when I clear about all of that, I was like, okay, what's the first step that I can take now to put things into motion? And what action will get me the most traction in the shortest time frame. And what resources do I have? What resources do I need? How can I obtain those resources? And the last question is, who can help me? I love that list of questions. I really believe that questions 
are a secret weapon. I don't know. I don't want to say weapon even because that feels like violent. But like, I believe that our questions are the secret to really making progress or be generative in our lives because, and it's hard to train yourself to ask good questions. Like, how do I train myself to ask questions that are going to help me move through a process so I can get where I want to be? And so I really, really, really love that. And I think it is an art and it's a skill to ask good questions. And those were dynamite questions. So thank you so much, Karen. If my listeners wanted to work with you, if they wanted to learn how to do the the mind heart work, if they wanted to work through a dream process with you, if they wanted to learn how to create a habit of asking our, themselves really good questions, how could they work with you? How could they connect with you, Karen? Yes, thank you. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is coach.com. Awesome. CoachKarenFloyd.com. And yes. me being It was such a joy. I feel like I got a gift. I felt like I got a coaching session through this. And so I really appreciate it. It's clear to me that you, you not only have gone through a transformation yourself, but that like you understand how to invite others to also transform in a really beautiful and and generative way. So thank you so much, Karen. Thank you. Can I just say if people do go to the website, there's a free ebook that they can download called how to win a life. Yay. I love ebooks. Well, you know, my, I think that a lot of my listeners are readers, so I'll definitely make sure that I include that in the show notes. And thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Daniel. That's all mine. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow plan, go plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities y'all.